Hey, party people, just a small note on this episode. While we like to joke about how we're jankier than janky town, we do take your comments about our audio quality seriously. To that end, there are a few moments here where my microphone may not be close enough to my mouth and it may sound like I'm in a giant empty room. All I'll say about that is that I have learned to swallow the mic, ding, and it should get better. We love you guys and Popo's out. Do we already do the intro? No. Your ass. <laughs> 4.7 FM, the number one hit music station. It's me, it's me, GB, GB, Gene Baxter, inside 11 hits and another. Blap, 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 blap. Mr. Muggos, he's the man. This is Quitters Never Give Up. Go ahead. And uh, from what I understand, Quitters Never Give Up. Fucking amazing. But Quitters never never give up? Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. Quitters never. What the hell's it called? Quitters never give up. That's it. Quitters never give up. Oh, MT. That's amazing. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. Worth That was so worth it. What up, party people? It's quitters never give up. All right. Uh, shall we start with the Kevin and Bean Ertle? This is my favorite game. How about you all? Okay, so I'm going to play the first second, and uh, then you guys message me directly, Edwin. We message everybody, right? (laughs) Uh, Message me the answer. Here we go. First second. I don't know if we'll ever have a chance. Need it again? I don't know if we'll ever have a (laughs) chance. Oh, damn. I didn't think you guys would get it in one. Edwin and Lindsay got it in one. <laughs> Jen? I'm going to need another second. I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul. <laughs> Hang up on Paul McCartney. That's right. I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul, but thank you so much for the time. It's a real honor to have you on the program today. That's really nice interview. So oh, I hope to see you at the gig. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for the Let's call. make it a date. <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye. Oops. Well, he was saying he was saying goodbye just for the record i didn't hang up on paul mccartney that was mugs hey i saw that it was mugs of course it was mugs Holmey writes in listening to the interview enjoying it very much until the end and kevin makes the guinness book of world records as the only person to ever hang up on paul mccartney come on he said goodbye like three different times and i thought he was done Right, but what would it have hurt you to wait until you heard the click on his end of the phone rather than hang up on the man? Muggs, what would that have hurt you? How dare you? I don't know, man. we got to get rid of him. Muggs. You're, tr- you're trying to blame your screw-up on Muggs so that we can fire Muggs? Screw-up. Yes. I- I'm fine with that. Okay, good. I'm fine with blaming it on Muggs. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I went a little long because uh, I just love that fight afterwards where he tries to blame Muggs. Right. <laughs> I remember there's also a part where Ralph was saying, you don't know what he was going to say. He could have said, We're, I'm going to give you all a million dollars or i take you on a trip. I remember that. <laughs> That's all not right. quite as sad as the time he hung up on uh, Brooke Shields. She was like, <laughs> she was so sad. <laughs> well, he played a commercial over her. Yeah. <laughs> he thought she hung up. So that that's where we got the sadness. We don't know how Paul McCartney was afterwards. I think he was fine. <laughs> I don't know. He might have been really sad. 
All I right, think after so- he hung up, they're like, how'd you like Kevin and Bean? He's like, who? <laughs> That's true. That could be true. Uh, shall we do the flashback that needs no introduction? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's uh, talk about Twitter. I'm in the studio right now. About to go on air. Send. Twitter is uh, fine. It's uh, you know, it's a new electronic thing. Not new, but relatively new. And you know, it can be used for good purposes. Mm-hmm. It, could, I, it can uh, also like, be like many weapons. It can also yes, exactly. <laughs> it can also be abused by certain people who don't understand that every single part of their life isn't the most fascinating thing to other people. Or more to the point, sometimes leave out the good stuff yes. and just give us the crap. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. That's, Dave. Can I say can I say what I love, by the way? Um, because you know me, Badness. Kevin, you always you always make fun of me of wanting to be in touch and follow the news so closely. Is I have all these awesome I'm following, you know, CNN and Fox and NPR, and I hear about everything even faster than I did before. Oh, that's such great news. <laughs> Which is so you. great. Like when uh, uh, Justice Souter retired a few days ago now he was going to retire. Boom. Had it right there on my phone. Didn't have to wait till I checked my email. Didn't have to catch it on the TV. I mean, instantaneously, I'm up to date. I avoided that story in every way possible. Not only did I not want to know, I certainly don't want to know the second he decides that he's going to retire. I I think it's a, a very worthwhile service, and I and I know where you're going with this, and I'd just like to say on the record that I enjoy the King of Mexico's tweets. I know Thank you do. You, Bean. I know you do. Tweet, tweet, bitch. Tweet, tweet. There you go. Tweet, tweet, bitch. Tweet, tweet. Now, why do you hate? What's up? Well, it's not that I hate. I just I'm covering the the battle between you and the King of Mexico to be the most boring person in the Twitterverse. <laughs> are they neck to neck? We're the oh. best, though. We are the best. I've never seen people battle harder, <laughs> fight harder to really get that uh, bring home that belt. You know, <laughs> these two guys they they bring it day in and day out. It is ridiculous wow. the amount of effort they put into being boring. So I got uh, some tweets from last week, and I'm going to compare and contrast. All right. King of Mexico on Friday tweeted, I get to see two movies today, Earth and Wolverine. Woohoo! That was Tuesday. Tuesday. Was Don't awesome. Care. Don't care what day it was. I see. I, I'm friends with Dave, yes. and I'm interested to know that he has seen those films. Nope. That would be perhaps something I could ask him about later. Hey, how was Earth? And how by the way, Wolverine? saw Earth at the El Capitan, which was awesome. And people hit me back and said, "How was the El Capitan?" Because they have a little extra show and they bring out animals, and it was awesome. So you know, the people's got what they wanted. They got information. How much information did the people's get? None, really, Dave. Because first of all, they shouldn't have to ask you. That should be. Your Twitter is like how it was, and it right. should be more than awesome. Yeah, maybe. See, here's what we're saying. Maybe you don't need to share with them your excitement to go to both movies, but Dude, just got out of. Don't you know and anything about you? And, and it was. You can't it was. give them everything. You got to want them to want more. Yeah. They Make want them want more, <laughs> man. So here's, here's Bean's is, first Is one. Dave using the no game game on Twitter like yes. he does on seven? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So here's Bean's first one. He's uh, on vacation last week. In Cleveland this morning, founded... In 1797. <laughs> right? God. So I'm already out. Didn't know that. Because uh, even if I care that Bean's in Cleveland, I don't care when the city was founded. <laughs> no. I I was just surprised at how old a city it was. Right. That's all. But I'm saying don't care. That's in Ohio. Birthplace to seven U.S. presidents. How you like me now? Tweet, tweet, oh, boy. Bitch, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, bitch. Tweet, tweet. 
Bean, uh, Bean sure does love the fake uh, burn that no one's burned by. <laughs> How you like me now? Fine. I'm glad I'm not with you. <laughs> Whatever. Tell you that right now. So here's uh, King of Mexico's second one after he went okay. to see Earth. He, okay. This is the full recap that you were looking for, Lisa. This okay. is where he uses Twitter for to get out some good information. For good, yes. Earth down, Wolverine to go. I only slept through 15 minutes of Earth. I'm I did. proud. Yeah, I did. El Capitan, for some reason, always puts me out. It's so cold. Right, but you're missing the point. The point is, if anyone cares that you saw Earth, how was it? I actually know less now. Correct. Than when he said he was going to go. And you know what happened right after uh, I did that? People hit me up. How was it? Word. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, let me just suggest they're that. interested, man. They're interested in what I have no, to say. No, they're furious. So that's why they're that asking me. You didn't me. actually tell them. They're they they asking me what they, they want. More information. Dave, this is just like when Doc talks to us. Mm. When Doc, our newsman, comes into us and says, uh, "I, I uh, saw some monkeys this weekend," <laughs> and then you sit there and you go, "I don't want to get involved in a conversation," but. All right. What happened? It's like that. Yes. Yes. Why don't you just give them the information right up front? Because I only have 140 characters, dude. Well, so. at least you used none of them. <laughs> Number two for Bean. First iPhone tweet. Oh, thank God I got that information. He's not using his computer. He's using his iPhone. Bean, why do we care? I was uh, I was just a little bit excited because it was the first time I was attempting it to work, to make it work, and I, I was hoping that it did. You know what I did over the weekend? I uh, wiped the sweat off of my forehead once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't feel the need to, you know, to share it because. Did you have a meal, Kevin? I ate a meal. Did yes, you? I had a couple, I had a couple of, meals. of meals. Really? Yeah. Really? Because we don't know what they were. Because you no didn't, idea you didn't tweet them. Yeah, yeah. we'd like to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was my first uh, iPhone tweet? It had to be something momentous. World's largest rubber stamp. <laughs> yeah. This is was what there you do a photo? Vacation. Worth the trip. Yes. Was there a, a photo? photo? Did you see it? It's well, pretty cool. Here's the thing about that. There was a photo. Could not have got the interest up to look at it. It was a big stamp. Just okay. It's a it huge a rubber stamp. stamp. Yeah, right. it was pretty cool. But I can, you know, I can picture that. That's the weird thing. I okay, don't really need a picture if, of it. If, if, see, if here's I were the there here's and the thing someone about else were at the, the world's largest rubber stamp, I would want to see it. Here's the thing about Dave and the King, uh, King of Mexico and Bean. They both um, see this as a way, you know, remember we were calling people who had mullets? Yes. And we were trying yes. to tell them, you look stupid, cut it. Right. Not, no, I love it. I love my, this is what these guys are doing. They don't understand that this is verbal diarrhea. That's what this is. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say about that. And I do take your point. I'm not disagreeing with you. But the beautiful thing about the Twitter is that people choose whether to follow you or Correct. not. It's completely voluntary. Right. No one who doesn't want to know what Dave thinks or right. what I think has to follow and, us, and they are com- they're able to completely avoid it. And I knew you were going to say that. But perhaps you should consider the fact that it gives you a false impression that everything that happens to you, most 99% of which is drivel, boring nothingness for all of us, it gives you the false impression that people care about all those little details. That's why I tweet about the world's largest rubber stamp instead of what I had for dinner. Three from Dave the King of Mexico. I miss Wahoos. I haven't been there in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so Dave fires back strong. <laughs> Someone can do Wahoos and it burned me. I like, sure oh. do wish I knew what restaurants Dave missed. <laughs> He's not going to eat there. He's not thinking of eating there. He just wants us all to know that he misses I it. I do miss Wahoos, though. It's so good. Right. Don't care. Come Gee, on. And Bean fires back. I wonder <laughs> if Bean's listening to any AM talk radio on his vacation. <laughs> well, I sure wonder if that's happening. <laughs> 
Uh, Bean says scanning AM talk stations. No one enjoys Dennis Miller more than Dennis Miller. Oh, He's Bean. pretty pretty full of himself. Right? He don't care. laughs a lot Dennis's at his own problem. material. Do not care. <laughs> <laughs> the people that go to sporting events and tweet. Dave, the king of Mexico, ready to watch the Dodgers kick some Padres' ass and get a blanket. Fleece blanket night. It was awesome. Rip. In his defense, he is Mexican. It's in his blood. He's yeah. got to be there for the fleece blanket. It's Come almost on. time for Dodgers baseball and Dodger dogs and nachos and beer and fleece blanket night. <laughs> Headed to the I'll game with Mike. Fleece blanket night. He, he twittered four times. You know how many people are burning? They, it's always sold out. Every year it gets sold out. Yeah. And, and it's only, what, first 20,000 or something? Get the blanket this year or? they had a lot. It was hey guys. 50,000. Uh, hey, guys. Man, the fleece blankets yeah. were nice. You too. might be missing Their the blue point. was a division championship blanket. You might oh, be. It's awesome. possible that you're missing the point. Don't care. Mike, did you get your fleece blanket because you're Mexican too? I got my fleece blanket. You yeah. know what he didn't do? <laughs> Tweet about it. Yeah. Number four for Bean. And this is his, uh, he's firing back at Dave now with the baseball. Mariners, 536 pitches. So the first bit of information that Bean wants you to know is how many pitches were thrown in the game. It was a long game. Still don't care how many pitches were thrown. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Though. Five pretty... plus hours. M's win in bottom of 15. Wait, wait. Why is baseball so great? No clock for one reason. I'd like that to disagree. Yeah. I'd like to say clock would make it almost bearable. No clock. Dave, Dave and Mike, as baseball fans, who do you agree with on this? Uh, Bean. Bean Baxter on that one. I got to agree with Bean. All right. Yeah. That's, that's where you guys are happy being. Enjoy. <laughs> and finally, Dave, the King of Mexico, writes... Should I eat lunch before I head to the LBC or wait for Fiesta Friday fish tacos at Whole Mole? Hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. But, uh, hmm. Wow, Dave. That is a fascinating dilemma. Sure sorry I missed that whole discussion. And let yeah. me just say, I did eat lunch, and that Don't was the right choice. Care. That was the right choice because do traffic not, was bad. Okay. Here's the thing, And though, then Dave. I had... Fiesta Fish Friday, At 6 billion awesome. people on the, well, probably not 6 billion, it's probably 2 billion of them are starving, but 4 billion people <laughs> on this planet have to figure out what they're going to eat each and every meal. Yep. Just don't need, you know, dude, don't oh, need to be tied behind the scenes information. Over 200 and, over 200 people who follow me can't be wrong. They love me. They love people. it. And finally for being, I miss Veruca. Good night all. Oh my God! <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Bean misses his dog. One of his dogs. I miss Wahoos. He misses Veruca. See how yeah. everyone cares. Doesn't miss his wife. Doesn't miss his other dogs. You're both losers. How dare you? I losers. can't figure out who wins. I it's think really it's hard. I think it's a tie. But I do have to give Bean the credit because. Bean came late to the game. Dave's been practicing. He's been warming up for this right, big event right. for, I don't know, a couple months. Yeah. He's really been putting in the work. Bean, DJ Sanchez, that's been been follow me. Bean jumps been right in. in. Yes, Bean yeah. jumps right in and ties At him for the belt. Speed. Yes. I hear you. So I'd like to suggest to both of you, no one cares about the minutia of your BS lives. No one cares. Freaking the people, stop it. The people who do are lying to you. Dave, there's not a person on this planet that cares if you go to Wahoo's or if you eat dinner someplace else. Keep them coming, Dave. Bean, nobody cares that you miss Faruka. 3D tweet. I'm in the studio. About to leave. Bye. God, I hate you. <laughs> what year was it? It was 2009. Yeah. And uh, so that was how I, that was the clip I sent Bean uh, because it had the minutia stuff in it that he put on a cup of tea in a chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Kind of crazy thinking about how people used to tweet good morning each day and how it's evolved over the years.
or people would post their post their meals, photos of their lunches and stuff on social media. So we've come a long way. So you're saying being a day, they were just getting the hang of it. That that's yep. what we're learning. Okay. I think all of America was getting the hang of it. I think that that was the running joke for a long time. That when you tweet, you're just tweeting nonsense that you do throughout the day. Well, in the irony, I have another clip we'll bring another time. Um, you know, they're all, there's one where lightning's coming in and, oh, you guys got to get on Twitter because you can do this, whatever. And not that it was that different from Facebook. And, uh, you know, Ralph's like, why do I need to be on Twitter? They're all arguing, no, Twitter. Yeah. How much they hate Twitter. And now they're all on Twitter. Well, Ralph <laughs> Dominantly. He resisted for a long time. Yeah. And he blocked Bean, like, immediately, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember, who were the two people that blocked Bean? Ralph was one. That was hilarious. Ah, uh, shoot! I and I did the segment too, but I can't remember the other person. Was it Rachel Nichols? No, no she played along. She pretended like she liked Bean. I can't remember. I'll have to go back is, on my notes. Is it yeah, the guy that plays Olaf? Josh Gad. <laughs> he should. <laughs> or is Josh Gad blocked by Bean? Yeah, I think it was the other way around. <laughs> I think Bean followed him just so he could block him. What? You okay? It's not the way that works. What happened? Oh, I think our research department is looking it up. Attempting it, at least. Uh, Allie was blocked by John Cusack on Twitter. Mm-hmm. John Cusack? Dane Cook so random. is probably who you're thinking That's of. who it is. That's oh, who it is. Yeah. Nice. I would Good be job. proud to be blocked by Dane Cook. I don't want Dane Cook. Anything about Dane Cook. It's a badge yeah. of honor, right? <laughs> All right, podcast roundup. Yoda lady, yoda lady, yoda lady. Yes. Hi, on a la 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 Nailed it. You get it when you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast roundup. I know what the main ingredient is. Chocolate chips, yeah. No, love. All right. Uh, let's start off with Janky Town. Firma um, goes on an apology tour. Maybe the last 10, maybe even more episodes, I was not here mentally at all. Okay. At all. So I want to apologize to the Janksters because at all costs, Dave and myself... We try to entertain. I don't think I try. I think I I succeed, bitch. What? Well, you do. Because, listen, (laughs) let's face it, Dave, maybe a a good handful of episodes, you're doing the heavy lifting. Now, now, can I ask that with this apology and this proclamation of you wanting to do the heavy lifting, does that mean you're coming out of your state and maybe you're feeling a little bit better or? Yes. Yes. I've I've come to a lot of terms lately, Dave. Acceptance Mm -hmm. is one of them. Yeah. Uh, and realizing if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect the same results, you're insane. And I was insane for a while. Insanity. So, less compartmentalizing, more acceptance, and more just focusing on what is forward, not back. Can't yeah. go back and fix anything. Can't like go back it. and fix anything. I like it, so, Muggs. I like what you're with saying. With that being said, I'd like to go back the 15 previous Janky Town episodes and redo them all. <laughs> just your part? Just my part. We'll just edit in my responses. We'll keep you in. It'll be fine. It'll be good. It's going to be fine. So we hope Beer Mug's doing better. Um, I know there was one part 
one report where I had uh, posted him yawning during the during one of the segments. Uh, so, yeah, he was a little bit uh, disengaged. But also, I feel like shots were fired when he says the definition of crazy is doing something over and over again. And I tuned in every week expecting Janky Town to be better. So I don't know if that's. <laughs> so you think he was talking about you? I think so. I think the shots fired. Me too. I kept I kept expecting Janky Town to get better, and yeah, so I must be crazy. <laughs> uh, over on great news, a broadcaster ruins a Jake Cole story. The rapper promised the diehard fan that he would attend her college graduation, and he made good on his promise. I will say, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of rap, a big fan. I know that may come as a surprise, but as a result of this, I will follow J. Cole, because I think this was a first-class operation, him showing up for this graduation. Listen, the newscaster is pretty white. Why did he have to ruin everything? <laughs> that was such a beautiful story. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'm not you much know, of a fan of rap. You know that good guy in the story, the guy that's doing the good thing? Not a fan. I don't like anything about what he does. His entire genre, I'm not a fan. So, chair. Why don't you shut the fuck up? That reporter was probably the whitest guy I've ever heard in my life. See that? You see how white people do? I mean, even even Mike's white voice didn't sound white enough. But then later on, Mike goes ahead and ruins the same story. He's a much better person all around than me. Oh, yeah. But initially, like... Tell me if it, all right. Do you think it at all played a role that she's really, really pretty? I mean, why do you have to ruin the story, Mister? I'm not a fan of rap, and yes, I'm a a fan of rap and b a fan of J Cole. But I answered your question. It, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to give a little description on the story. So basically, J Cole met this girl in high school and promised to attend her college graduation if she were to go to college. So that's where Mike ruins the story. Wait, so yeah. did he go? Yeah, he went. Oh, that, so what's the problem? The I'm, I'm missing something here. No, there's no problem. It's just Mike is saying that it wouldn't happen if she wasn't very pretty. Oh. And Mike knows he's making it weird. He has that little pause in the middle where you think Mike's not going to say it. He's just going to move on. He goes forward. The old Kev dog would have played the porn music over that, but it's inappropriate now. The way the newscaster did that, he's like, well, you know, he did a nice thing, but I don't like rap. There's like a whole subgenre, especially of comics, the people that aren't super famous, but are kind of famous. And when people come up to him and like they want their picture, they give him a backhanded compliment. Like they'll say, can you get my picture for my husband? He loves you. I don't think you're very funny, but... <laughs> It's like a whole thing, especially for comics. It's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very common with comics, especially ones that come on Kevin and Bean. I see. True. I mean, not huge stars. I mean, no one would do that to George Clooney, but kind of like the Cook, the comics that happens all the time to him. And I think I like that subgenre. <laughs> Let's go over to Frank and Friends. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is Frank Murphy, Frank Murphy. So Frank has told this story about staying in this really bad hotel. And so he had uh, guest host Jeff Detro, who's actually in the Radio Hall of Fame for being a broadcaster in San Diego. So he knows multiple Hall of Famers. And so they decided to read the reviews on that hotel. And uh, this is how it goes. Everything about this place is horrible. <laughs> 
it should be torn down. <laughs> it is literally under an overpass of the interstate directly next to a bum camp. It's the bum camp Marriott. <laughs> when in Washington, stay at the bum camp. Um, I, okay, here it is. Um, I have news for the hotel owners. You can't rent out a room 5,000 times over 20 years and never renovate. <laughs> okay, I got two more. Um, uh, same place, the Easy Something Motel. Oh, no, no. Uh, the jacuzzi was cloudy and the color of chicken soup. No, they, they, you wouldn't even, why would you even go near a jacuzzi in a place like that? Let me a picture of the chicken soup for a second. It's kind of yellow. Yeah, but who would ever Chunky. Get, who would ever get into one of those? Ooh, maybe jacuzzi bean. But yeah, that was, uh, that was the <laughs> review and, man, that was an awful review. I can't believe he stayed there. Oh, baby. Listen to Robbie, part two. Oh, yeah. Jeff Detro, Hall of Famer. Yes, just it, it's just a great episode. Edwin, you'd love that episode. Episode 70. Listen to the first half of that. Yeah. Great voice on that guy, by the way. Total, total broadcasting legend. And I've never heard him before on the radio. All right, let's go over to Kevin and Sluggo. Kevin and Sluggo did a segment on fans that have sold more tickets than Metallica over the last 40 years. So Metallica's number six on the list, and there's five other bands. Did anybody else read this article? No, can we guess? Penis is guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Who gets penis, penis slapped? Penis slapped. Penis a dick. <laughs> Pretty dope, yo. Err. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human alive. Now we've time for being made as guest. Guess, guess, guess. Err. God, All right, we don't need it then. We don't need to pull it then. Oh, hi. Since Jen and I have read this, our only participants are Eddie and Lindsay. So five bands. Go ahead. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. The Beatles. <laughs> Over the last 40 years. Edwin. You too. We have a winner, believe it or not. You too is right. You too is correct. Oh, can you tell me what position U2 was? Why do you want to gloat? U2 Number was... Number one? Number, Number one, okay. Well, I just want to get them in order. Okay. Lindsay? Okay, so you're talking about the last 40 years, and it's, is it, it's all bands, like not solo artists? Solo artists, too, yeah. Yeah. So just any... Artists, yeah. Any artists. Artist, okay. Over the last 40 years that have sold more concert tickets than Metallica. Justin Bieber. Damn it! <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think the long game. Forty years, Justin Bieber is like twenty or some shit. So okay, Edwin. Rolling Stones. We have a winner, believe it or not. Yes, they are number five. I think, no, four. Lindsay. Uh, witch Rot. What? What? Remember Witch Rot Wednesdays on the Kevin and Dean show? It's like the the people that posted like we're no longer touring because our drummer died or something like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go deep cut sound, Lindsay. Is it witch rot? <laughs> oh, this is a bogus list. Hmm. when do you wanna go again? Uh Taylor Swift. <laughs> um I'm going to keep going my route. Um, maybe not. Billie Eilish? Mm. Damn it! 
Edwin, last chance. Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. All right, let's hear um, uh, Kevin and Sluggo to go over the list. You're going to be so upset. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom. So uh, number five, Mm -hmm. Elton John. Oh, I've seen him probably ten times. Really? I haven't even gotten to the one you've seen for sure. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. I have seen him once. Number four. Yeah. You said the Rolling Stones. You got Uh that one right. Are you ready for this one? This made me a little angry. All right, what is How many it? tickets, anyway? Uh, the Dave Matthews Band is number two. Oh, they've been touring forever. Yes. yes. I don't lots think of, of them because they're go. not high profile. Right. But doesn't sound a little like Ray Stevens? Tickets. Yes, big time. Like uh, Grateful Dead back in the I'm day. I'm sorry. The Dave Matthews Band sounds like Ray Stevens? <laughs> what what are you it does. I told you that it did in is my it, brain. What? All right, but here's the one that you saw. Okay. Yeah, number, it's number one, one. The most selling tickets ever All right. in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. That would be you too. We stood there and watched them together on a tiny little stage at a little show. I've seen you too. That's crazy. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so Jen's putting Kevin and Sluggo on the list for bragging on Dave Matthews. <laughs> no, I, I can understand why they would be surprised by it, to be quite honest. And what um, uh, a lot of the Dave Matthews fans do if they're going to have two nights at the Hollywood Bowl, they go, they buy tickets for both nights. It's not like some other bands where you just buy the ticket for the one night. And if you're going to go to the Gorge, uh, usually around Labor Day, end of August, it's three days every year. It's three days and people go for the entire weekend. So you're saying so, it's just like 20 people just buying multiple tickets? I mean, I don't know. There's a few thousand at the last concert I went to and they oh, only played one night. It's got to be a ton, man. Huh? It's got to be a ton. What are they? Yeah. Number three? Sheesh. Yeah. They're number two. So, oh wow. So I have a question that you might have already answered, but are they? They're just talking about like official tours, or are they also counting like festival appearances? Um, I don't I know. Just, yeah. When was the last time it's... Dave did a festival? I know he did Outside Lands back in two thousand nine. Um, I would just say I don't know exactly. But I would say probably just their own selling of tickets for their own performances. And then also, too, Dave goes to the Mexican Riviera every year for three or four, five days. And they have concerts every night. So, Bookers and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm channeling my inner being, asking more information. It's <laughs> completely useless, pretty much. Well, what was the list? It just said tickets sold, right? Yeah. Is uh, how, which bands over the last forty years have sold more concert tickets than Metallica? Yeah, because Metallica was number six. And the other thing that surprised me about the list was how many of them Kevin had seen. I never would have thought Kevin would have seen Elton John. Right, oh, multiple times. Point. Yeah. So who's the youngest on that youngest band or whatever on that list? Is it probably you? Dave Matthews? Probably Dave Matthews. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah, you two started in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, Dave Matthews probably. They were early 90s. Um, And then it was funny because after Bean's comment about all the man buns at the Dave Matthews concert, I I sent you guys that video reel. I'm like, I just see bald head, short hair, and baseball caps. And I sent that to Bean as well. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, They used to have man buns and ponytails, huh? Maybe. I don't know. I just, maybe when they were opening... So they toured as an opener for the Grateful Dead for a couple of years in the late 90s. So maybe that's where they get that perception. All right. This one's for Edwin. Uh, Ralph goes over Uh-oh. the origins of the Jeep. 1941, the very first Jeep was produced on this day. 
The Jeep. The Jeep. I like the Jeep. I like a Jeep too. Never had one, but I I've rented one. They're they're fun. They're fun to drive. They're fun. They're loud. Uh, they were, of course, the official car of the military for a long time because of their because uh, they were advanced. flexibility yeah. and their uh, their uh, versatility <laughs> right. and their indestructibility. They yeah. were they were built well. Right. You know where the Jeep name comes from? No. Edwin, do you know where the Jeep name comes from? Well, I think he's going to mention the Popeye character, the Jeep, right? Eugene the Jeep? The cartoon Popeye. Oh, really? He has a pet called Eugene the Jeep. Yeah. And it is a, uh, a mystical creature who can walk through walls and move through dimensions and go anywhere. I'm not familiar with this character. Not familiar with the Jeep? No. Eugene the Jeep? No. And so he was so popular. Popeye was so popular during the, uh, the onset of the Second World War. And these vehicles were so versatile that they called them the Jeep. Well, there you go. Edwin got it right. He knows his old cartoons. Anybody else have a Jeep? Or have no. or had a Jeep? I had a 1977 Jeep, Wagoneer, uh -huh. big old boat. Freaking love that damn car. It took a shit. And then I ended up buying another <laughs> one. I won one on eBay. <laughs> so now they're really fun to drive, especially out in the forest and all that stuff. They're really kind of fun. Big cars, lots of room for the dogs. Shitty on gas, but, you know, it's fun. I like it. Hey, too much information this shit, man. Oh, shut up, Victor Fuentes. <laughs> I reject you. Uh, um, okay, back on track here. Okay, Ralph talks about uh, what if zombies were robots? Necrobotics. 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 What are necrobotics? They have begun repurposing dead spiders and reanimating them. Oh, no. And allowing them to pick up and move small objects. Now, they say this could be the future of robotics. Not a future I want to live in. Because it will avoid plastics and electronics that will harm the environment. These are biodegradable, mm. soft robotic structures. No. So they can start to use the corpses of animals to perform yeah. robot functions. Yeah. In 20 years, that's going to be our Uber drivers, just dead people. That's what that I'm they've saying. They've repurposed this Uber when drivers. When do we start getting the corpse <laughs> army that does our no. jobs for us? I don't us. want to do this. I want my Grubhub guy to show up at the door. <laughs> He's holding my McDonald's bag, and when I open the door, <laughs> just hands it to me. You don't need to tip him. He yeah. doesn't need money. Uh, He's he didn't dead. Get He's dead. What's he going to buy? There. I've been trying Something. to wrap my mind around that whole thing. Didn't they say they, they somehow could control dead spiders? Was that how it started? What do you do yeah. with them? I don't understand that part. Well, they figured out that, okay, so I cut out a lot of the clip because it's a long segment. Um, spiders, when they die, their legs curl, right? So they figured out that the, the reason that the spiders can extend their legs is through a organic or a biomechanical hydraulic system. So they figured out a way to hack it to where they can make the legs move kind of like just with our, uh, with hydraulic, like, like hydraulics, but with spider legs, so stuff of nightmares, but Basically, yeah, they're going to just start reanimating everybody and make them do all the menial labor. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Only like they're... the beginning of a sci-fi dystopian future. It's very scary. I thought it was more like Shaun of the Dead. You know, at the end of Shaun of the Dead, they had them, the zombies do menial labor, like collect right. shopping carts. <laughs> right. You didn't see Shaun of the Dead? No. All right. oh, that's oh, I good. saw it. I that's saw a fun one. You got to watch Shaun of the Dead. That's a, that's a, that's a classic. That's an all-time great. I think that's my favorite zombie movie. And I love zombie movies. All right. Or Zombieland. That's a good one, too. Last one for the Ralph Report. They also discussed Ellsbury Hobbs. 
the bass vocalist from the Drifters. Ellsbury Hobbs. One of the great American bass doo-wop vocalists of all oh. time with the band The Drifters. Here's a little bit of his famous work. That's a voice. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. I should have been a bass in a doo-wop group. You could have been in Shanana. Bow, bow, doo-doo, ba-doo-doo, a bow, bow, bow. Imagine the cock on that guy. Oh, yeah, dude. Massive. All right, moving over to uh, Cup of Tina Chat. <laughs> Allie meets the guy with the worst <laughs> motto ever. So I'm asking, okay, have you run the Ironman before? Oh, I do a lot of marathons. I do a lot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, gross. And he goes, he goes, I just kind of live by the motto, TV off, life on. <laughs> Beam? It is not a love match. Beam? I laughed so hard at that. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm totally serious. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're serious? <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> like, that is the worst life motto ever. My life motto is give me all the TV. Sure. Fuck life. Yes. And he started laughing. And I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. And he goes, you can't love TV that much. I'm like, I can love TV more than I'm telling you I love TV. And I'm telling you I love TV all. So the whole uh, TV off, life on thing became a running joke the whole week. Kind of like the man bun ponytail thing last week. Uh, also this week, there was a lot of deaths. Uh, there was Michelle Nichols and Bill Russell. There's a lot of tributes to all everybody that passed. But the one that hit the most, I think, for cup of tina chat was vin scully here's ali talking about vin he is the soundtrack to my youth as much as k-rock was as well but he was he was everything to me growing up there was something about vin scully that was so comforting and felt like he felt like a warm hug. It didn't matter if the Dodgers were down by 10, you were okay because Vin was doing the game. Everything just felt good because Vin Scully was there. And he, like I said, is the soundtrack to so many of our teabaggers that are listening. I couldn't imagine a day without listening to Vin Scully. When he signed off, did his last Dodgers broadcast, I sobbed like a baby. I was like, no. Grandpa, come back. Um, Yes, there was no more touching tributes than this crossover between Janky Town and a cup of tea in the chat. Let's listen. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, just as good as I remembered it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. No words. No. I'm so glad I'm starting my diet tomorrow. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smell it. Bye for now. All right. Uh, <laughs> touching. Brings a tear to my eyes. <laughs> like Don't I was there at all those broadcasts. How to drive with this boner. Um, <laughs> I went looking for the alley moaning segments and I just found a bunch of gold. It was hilarious. <laughs> nice. All right. But that's that's the roundup. Shall we do Shall we do the week that was? Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. I went back in time. 
No, he doesn't gross me out. No. What does he do? He does several things to offend me, but I wouldn't say that he grossed me out. <laughs> Welcome, people. We got the week that was August 1 to 5, 2011. And the week, oh, before we do that, I got a call that I forgot to bring to you guys. So this was someone reviewing our podcast. I got to be honest, I'm not in. No, that's, <laughs> that is niche at best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so maybe they're not big fans, but Kevin Bean and Lisa, they've heard of us at least. Niche at best. <laughs> this was a, a runny joke for Lisa. She was doing a commercial for the soda machine. That was a product where you can make your own sodas. And she said she liked diet ginger ale. So they mocked her because they're like, ginger ale is basically not a thing. So diet ginger ale is less of that. So they even got an Afro call about it. Diet ginger ale? Nope.com. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, we just happened to be talking about Nope.com the other day. So this was from 2011 and it was still going strong. Nope.com. Nice. That was one of those text to landline deals. That always cracked me up. <laughs> uh, let me see. They were giving away tickets to Coldplay and they were doing the hardest game of the world. I like this contestant. He, had a, he was on the ball. Next up is Steve. He's a lab technician. He was responsible for the rise of the planet of the apes. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. You were the one. Do you guys want me to hit it? <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. Did you mind? <laughs> Very funny. Oh, I hate it when our listeners are way funnier than us. All yeah. right. Well, you should be used to it by now. Here's your song. You ready? Yes. We skip. One more time. We skip. All right, we'll stop there. Just get, I want to see if anybody can get it. It's a Coldplay song. Coldplay? Fix you. Okay, let's see if you're right. Parachutes? Fix you. Oh. Oh. Sorry, dude. Funny, F but you. not a winner. Funny, but not going to the show. <laughs> right, exactly. I think I need that clip at the end, too, for my life. Funny, but not a winner. <laughs> so that's another caller that was really funny. Just called. That's Kevin and B listeners in the main funny uh, this was a Ralph doing a story about J-Lo I think we see where this is going but what I liked about this uh, this one is about Kevin and Bean trying to derail him the whole time Jennifer Lopez is trying to put a brave face on her newly found single status she and her husband Mark Anthony of course are divorcing she spent the weekend partying at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami All right, with her sister Linda her mom Guadalupe and 14 friends. Apparently, they took over the uh, restaurant and the dance floor, and they were just partying, partying hardy, Marty. Her uh, sister's not a bad deal either, by the way. Have you no. seen her? You know, she's a television uh, pre presenter. Yeah. She's a good deal. Uh, Fountain Blue Hotel, of course, one of the most popular hotels in Miami Beach. In fact, I heard when Jennifer got there, they said that uh, they were sold out. They didn't have a room available, but apparently they did some uh, checking and a little shuffling with some of the hotel guests, and they were Stop able it. to... Accommodate uh, Jennifer Stop Lopez, it. her sister, her mom, Guadalupe, and her 14 friends. Stop it. Uh, I had no idea how they would be able to do that, given that the hotel had been sold out Come months on. in advance before it actually came around. And Stop it. It turns out when they, uh, they talked to one of the general managers of the Fountain Blue Hotel, uh, I realized... No! No! They, Stop it. There's always room for J-Lo! Yay! I'm giving you a zero for the day. Yay! Yay! <laughs> that reminded me of the other day we tried to do a joke and we forgot the kids' yay at the end. So same thing right there kind of cracked me up. 
I did like Ralph's take on the J-Lo in the hotel bit, but I don't think it was quite as good as mine. Well, uh, Edwin wrote in uh, this email. He said, Ralph, I was recently staying at the Beverly Hilton and had the celebrity sighting of a lifetime. I was in the elevator about to go up to my room, and who should I see but Jennifer Lopez and her father coming my way. The elevator was crowded, so we weren't sure if they'd be able to squeeze in, but I urged everyone to make room, and Jennifer Lopez got in. It didn't look like her father was going to be able to fit, however, but I kept urging everyone to scrunch back, and finally he was able to make it. As the elevator went up, Ms. Lopez thanked me for making room for her father, and I replied, There's always room for J-Lo's poppy. I welcome <laughs> Come on. There's always room for J-Lo's poppy. There's always room for J-Lo's poppy. There's always room for J-Lo's poppy. That's stupid. That's awesome. Thank you, Edwin, for writing that, sending that in. Like how? There's always room for J-Lo's poppy. Thank you, Chip, for playing the, the bed so that I could barely even compete with it. I appreciate that. That's good. So it's kind of like the, uh, what's that magazine where they show the fashion? They're like, who wore it better? Who told the J-Lo story better, me or Ralph? I'll leave it to you guys to judge. Oh, this was funny. They were having on a listener called in. Because she was entering like the pole dancing championships of the world or something like that. And they said, well, your vote can help me. She knew Kevin and Bean were the right audience for this. So she said, you could be my dream makers. So Bean asked Lisa, well, what do you think, Lisa? Are we dream makers? Lisa May? Yes. You would consider Kevin and Bean dream makers, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, when you really, when you distill our essence down to its most basic form, that's what we're all about is we're dream makers, right? Well, you know, I look at my life Mm -hmm. and and I say no, but maybe, (laughs) maybe in some other universe, in some parallel universe. This isn't living the dream? This isn't as good as it gets? Not as much as I'd hoped. Uh, I love it when uh, Lisa would get feisty. Uh, Let's see. Jane's Addiction got back together and they were releasing a new album. This was in 2011. It was called The Escape Artist. So this was really cool. They had everybody. They had um, Perry Farrell came into studio. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, it's going to be in the clip. So they had two people in studio and they had the other one call it. Dave Navarro and Stephen... um, it's going to be in the clip. So it was pretty cool. I'm going to play the intro. <laughs> you can cut all this out, Lindsay, that's for sure. Here we go. Okay. Let me play the intro. We were just talking about Jane's Addiction songs because they were on Hurdle it the other day. Oh, okay, so it was Perry Farrell, Stephen Perkins. They were in studio, and Dave Navarro called in. So I brought a little bit of their interview. They were really good. If you're a Jane's Addiction fan, this was 8-2-2011. If you want to go back and listen to the interview, you'd like it. So I brought a little bit of it in. And Stephen Perkins is also here now. Stephen Perkins! And Dave Navarro is also on the phone. What? Morning, everybody. Hey, Dave. Hey, quite a to-do. Hey, Dave. Dave, what's, is, going on in, what's going on in New York, man? I'm just hanging out in New York. We uh, we got, th- first of all, thanks a lot for playing the song. It sounded great on the phone. Please. <laughs> thanks for uh, making and it. And good morning, uh, Perry and Steven. Uh, good, good morning, morning Dave. Dave. And I just want to actually uh, 
congratulate Perry, 20 years of Lollapalooza. I think he's on his way to Chicago later today. Yep. Yes. Thank How you, about that? That's, That's pretty exciting. You know what's weird is I looked at the list of bands that are playing, and there are hundreds of bands playing, but none of them are Jane's Addiction. Who do you got to talk to? Who do you got to know? <laughs> you got a slot on that band. On that bill. Yeah, next time. Oh, well. Next well, time. We, uh, we actually just did... Uh, the Lollapalooza in Chile, the first uh, out of the country uh, Lollapalooza ever. So, in a way, that's us kind of commemorating the 20th anniversary and still doing something new and not saturating yeah. our own festival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dave, before you got on the phone and Stephen, before you joined us in studio, Perry was saying some very complimentary things about both you guys and how great the chemistry is right now and how much fun you guys are having as Jane's Addiction. Are you feeling that too, Dave, right now? Absolutely. I Personally, I, I don't know if I've ever... I mean, I've always loved and, and been pretty grateful to be a part of this band, but I don't know if I've ever had as much fun um, as as we're having right now. I mean, it's it's uh, we've definitely reached a stride that we that we hadn't uh, done before. It's weird to think because when you're not in a band, you look at guys in a band and you go, "They must be having the time of their life." That's not always the case. <laughs> well, no, we're working together as well as creating together, but. About two weeks ago, we played in Connecticut, and I think it was one of the best shows I've had with the band in the last 15, 20 years. Wow. Wow. Really exciting night for us. Did it have anything to do with the fact that I had a five-minute monologue about you? That's true. On stage, <laughs> and then telling I had a, everybody how much you love the Grateful Dead and how true. your big brother had every tape the Grateful Dead had but ever passed around. There, and, was, a, there was a great moment. And I moment. said, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Stephen Perkins, and you came out there in your underwear and you took a and big I had a bow drums, and, and a drum, drum solo. Two drum solos. My brother Mark was uh, there in spirit. A drum solo was yeah. the first time I think James have never had a drum solo in our show. Like I said, if you're a fan of Jane's Addiction, go back to that show, 8-2-2011. You'd love it. Uh, celebrity birthday, Kevin Smith. Him and Ralph still doing Hollywood Babylon. And we remember he was the decider. Kevin and Bean would call him for any tough questions. So I just brought a quick clip. He was the decider for the best Girl Scout cookie. Let's see how that ended. We do need an opinion here from the decider because we weren't able to do this last week when we really needed it. And that is, what is, in your opinion... The best Girl Scout cookie. Oh, Samoa, hands down. Yeah! 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 That's the best what was your call? What'd you say? There is only one Girl Scout cookie. Thin Mint? The Thin Mint. It's close, but the Samoa is a superior cookie. Dang. No. Take it from you. the Fat Man. A Samoa gives you more. Than, a Thin Mint gives you one thing. It is a mint, a faux mint delivery system. The Samoa gives you coconut, caramel, and a shortbread cookie all together with the sugar. Come on. There's nothing better than that. The texture's good. Bro, the, the chew coconut is good. Isn't even, a, isn't even a food, in my opinion. Hey, Ralph, <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's just a texture. It doesn't even taste like anything. <laughs> it's, it's like, like wall sawdust. Or something yeah, like that. Exactly. No, it's, it's lovely. Correct it's me if I'm wrong, but we decided a long time ago that once the decider speaks, well, that's the answer. We have to, There's we no have more to argument. Abide. We have to that's abide right. by the, uh, so the Samoas decider. win. So the decider says the Samoa. Lindsay says no. Lindsay, what's your favorite? Thin mints all the way. Absolutely thin mints. Hell no on the Samoa. The Samoa is a good cookie, but it's too much. There's just too... There's coconut and caramel. And there's just too many things going on. So what do so. you say, Christopher? I, I say the dosy dose because I love peanut butter. Jen? I'm going to go with uh, Lindsay and Christopher. I think Thin Mints and then the peanut butter ones are the only ones we ever had. The Toastiers. Have you tried the Toastiers? 
I did. We didn't like oh, them. Good. Those are real, a real nice breakfast cookie. A breakfast <laughs> cookie? Coffee. I think it had, um, it's, it's probably good for most people, but I don't like the taste of cinnamon. And so I think it had a cinnamon flavor to it. Yeah, it's like it's like a little crunchy French toast. Yeah. So it's that's why I say it's a really good breakfast cookie. You have a, a yeah. coffee, a couple of toastiers. Nice. Well, I really want me some cookies now. Listening to uh, Kevin Smith there, he's like the cookie sommelier. Oh, this has got coconut and just a hint of caramel and the texture. <laughs> that could be a skit, actually. Ralph, you can take that and run with that. Yeah. Kevin Smith cookie <laughs> sommelier. I'm going to call this Fun with Interns. They had two interesting interns that year in 2011. Listen to this guy. I'm not going to say anything. Tell me who this is. I was arranged in a traditional Persian marriage with Afsana Anusha Asal. Um, oh, she she might, sounds hot. <laughs> she might as well have, have been wearing a burqa. Um, she has a huge unibrow. Oh. Yeah, very hairy, like oh. hairier than me. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I shouldn't have told you it was a, an intern. Who does that sound like is what I should say. Get the fish. What if your name was Asshore? Exactly. This guy sounded so much like Jed the Fish, they called him Jed 2.0. That that rambling list of nonsense could have been a Jed thing, you know? It's not easy to scream inside of a bottle. But no, it was a guy, and he. the call-in topic was arranged marriages. And this guy had been in an arranged marriage. And yeah, he sounds so much like Jed. I'm going to play another clip now that we know who it is. Just listen to me. Even his laugh is like Jed. It's always been natural. I've always been called out for it. It's kind of a crossbreed of John Malkovich yes. and Jed the Fish. Jed, sure. <laughs> but, but I'm sure because, and I know this isn't the topic, Jed 2.0, but yeah. people have told you, you clearly can't go into radio with that voice, right? Yeah, people have made fun of me. My mom looks at me like I'm an alien and I have antennas. Um, and hey, Jed had a long career. Well, you know, why not? Yeah. I. You know what? He's given me a lot of inspiration because I've been very insecure about my voice for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. he's given me a lot of that inspiration. should probably continue. Isn't that amazing? He was some kid, and he sounded just like Jed. Yeah, he sounds like a young Jed, like what I would imagine Jed sounded like in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. The the thing that threw me off was they said Jed had a long career. He was still on the radio at this time. Maybe he wasn't like... a K-Rock. I don't know. Yeah, but he's still out there doing what? something. I bet. No, right at uh, two thousand eleven, he was still on K-Rock. Yeah, it was he funny. Was... They said people told this kid, "Oh, you could never be on radio with a voice like that." And he's a dead ringer for like a Hall of Fame DJ. That was pretty funny. <laughs> right. He was on um, Jed the Fish. Uh, he was in, on K-Rock from 1978 to 2012. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not that. Jed. <laughs> Jed. Oh, no. Let's go up to the next uh, intern. This was hilarious. Her name was Santana. And Bean kind of got his feelings hurt because she would like come into the room, do whatever her business was and get the heck out of there. So Bean started saying, oh, why does Santana hate us? So they had to have her come in and find out what was going on. So listen to Santana. She really comes back at him. I'd love her. All right. right, Listen, we don't have very much time, Santana, but tell us what the problem is. Why do you hate all of us except for Ralph? Oh, I think Ralph is hilarious. Can we talk about Ralph more? Let's talk about me. Me and Santana. Well, I mean, I love everybody here, and I'm not just saying that because that's cheesy, but I mean, Bean tends to have a perverted side. (laughs) What? What have I done? What have Um, I said? Am I the same as Bean, or am I separate? No, you guys guys are a little different. Okay, so Mm -hmm. if it was just me, you wouldn't mind being in here as much. Yeah, where's the cricket audio? I was for hoping that. That. Yeah, I that was mean, a, a is yes. Kevin does Kevin gross you out too? 
No, he doesn't gross me out. No. What does he creepy. do? He does several things to offend me, but I wouldn't say that he grossed me out. <laughs> well, join the club. <laughs> this is the greatest break ever. Oh. That may have been the greatest break ever. Yes, that ten of personality plus came right back at being Kevin. <laughs> I wonder if she's part of the Garmy. Maybe, yeah, she loves Ralph. She could be. So that's it. That's it for the week that was. Back to you, Steve. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Quitters Never Give Up. You can find us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcast. You can leave us a message at anchor.fm forward slash quitters never give up, I think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyway, drop us a line. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And Chris, take us out with the Dave Matthews clips I sent you. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to do the Yoko thing because I don't want to get ended. Here we go. I was just thinking this that. This is a tiny little song that uh, we've been playing quite a bit lately, but we like it, so fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was fun. You know, it's always fun when you have technical difficulties every time you start a recording process. And then it's just really just sitting there and just kind of like trial by error. And sometimes you skip over the right procedure, not knowing that you skipped over the right procedure, which I did many, many times. But we're we're rolling. (laughs) We're having a good time. Everything is great. When did teabaggers become snitches? Fuck y'all. What is that? Do you believe every loud that we roll? Really no thing about it. It's an android. It's an android. The same lord of the copy of the box of the blues. Government might Not only should you not play the game, but you should destroy your smartphones because they add that to their database. And the next thing you know, you're getting the Canterbury Tales read to you by the cast of Baywatch. That, what I just heard, was podcast blue balls. You just gave me podcast blue balls. Quitters never give up. I can't believe that you didn't have a call for me. I'm pretty sure I left a message. And what the what? Season two? What's up, party people? That's amazing. So, anyways, keep up the funny. You guys are the best, you know? That's awesome. Um, well, so that happened. That That's his motto. Also, I, I like Steve's uh, King of Mexico impression. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. You mean when he said anyways? Yeah. He did a lot more than that, but he did. Yeah. The anyways was strong.